Greetings, nerds. This is Sina Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmana. With me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Falk. How are you doing tonight? How are you doing today, Will? <laughs> yeah, today, I know. I know we're, we're uh, doing a, a rare uh, Sunday podcast recording here, but uh, doing well this afternoon, my time. <laughs> yeah, it's morning, my time still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know we had a plan to do... Uh, weekend podcast recording i know we were going back and forth as far as how we were going to do it today but uh i think we have doing the spoiler review for the suicide squad instead of doing a watch along i think was the was the right call for us yeah we wanted to take a full hiatus and then dc decided to drop a a movie over the weekend and we're like oh we might as well cover it and all, all these shows are coming back next week i mean what do we have going on this week we have the premiere of star girl season two titans season three what if and the penultimate episode of superman and lois so yeah to tack on a movie review on top of that that would be crazy yeah yeah so we're we'll have a good clean marvel and dc tv show later this week but uh but yeah we'll 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 address the suicide squad after we talk about some of the headlines from this week yeah, the biggest headline was that um, Cobra Kai star Cholo will star in, as the Blue Beetle for HBO Max, um, which is very exciting. And on top of that, Cobra Kai season four is going to premiere this December. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, exciting news on both counts. Uh, I know uh, there was, I guess, with the Blue Beetle that we, we know. We, I think we had talked about this earlier this year, or maybe last year, with that that particular project where they were uh, definitely going the route of the third Blue Beetle, which is Jamie Reyes, and Cholo is going to be cast as as him. And yeah, I think that's you know it's going to be a live action film on HBO Max, which I guess I think they are building up their movie slate, you know, with this, and then also. Batgirl, as well as another live-action DC film um, on HBO Max. So, yeah, very excited to hear that and just seeing his work from from Cobra Kai. Uh, I think it, we're, we're he's definitely got the chops to be a, a leading leading character for uh, to carry a feature film. Yeah, he definitely is the standout kid actor on that show. Mm-hmm. I don't really think any of the other kid actors do nearly as well of a job. A lot of it's more melodramatic, but he's really the heart of that show. Yeah. So, so I'm very happy to see him um, get some more attention and more characters um, in it under his belt. I am very concerned about, though about this whole HBO Max movie DC slate because mm-hmm. all I can think about is remember when Marvel tried to have all of these shows on netflix mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> like their <laughs> own microcosm world and and then the defenders happen and that fell apart real quickly real quickly <laughs> yeah yeah very true very true but yeah you know but honestly at, at this rate given dc's track record with the dceu Maybe it's better for them to go this route with the direct streaming live action films because um, you know if, if if they give it the care that they've done with their streaming DC TV shows, mm-hmm. then I think they will finally hit their niche, niche as far as uh, you know, these live action shows with uh, or movies with with some of these characters and maybe it's better that they you know start hitting into you know some of the deeper bench of of dc characters instead of just focusing on the you know on the tentpole characters you know the trinity as far as batman superman and and wonder woman right uh and you know and i think they're you know they're starting to do that even now with the you know the theatrical releases with you know when you look at black adam and and shazam so and, and suicide squad so I think those films, for better or worse, at least have been a little bit better than some of the other DCEU films from the Snyderverse in particular. So, you know, maybe with this will give them a, a opportunity to really have good films on the streaming platform. And, of course, you know, give, you know, obviously I think with the 
you know, we'll probably learn more about this with the fan at the DC Fandom later this year. Uh, how they're going to integrate all these uh, properties in, into the multiverse? Because I know Walter Hamada mentioned that at the at last Fandom last year. Uh, as far yeah. as they're really going to go deep, they're going to go deep in the multiverse with this. And so, uh, I think there's a lot of great pop, pop possibilities there for DC to explore, and and maybe going to streaming routes the better way to go. Yeah, like I'm not I'm not mad about the streaming. I'm I'm very much all for movies being on streaming services. I mean, James Gunn put out a good tweet or had a good quote go around over the weekend about how movies last longer and live on longer, have greater lights um lifespans not because they're shown in cinemas, but because mm-hmm. they're shown on television. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, generations will, will be watching these movies on the TV. They won't be able to watch it in theaters. Right. So, so I, I'm all for that in, in streaming services. I just, I get, I, I'm, I still don't really, I, 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 I don't have as much trust as you do in DC and Warner mm. Brothers. <laughs> 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 because I just I just wonder I don't like how it feels everything is so disconnected mm-hmm. and and I think this kind of stuff really works when it's more connected but like you said we'll learn more details about everything come the fandom event which I think is going to be next month uh October yeah uh, two months from now yeah um Anyways, the the other things that are going on this week or went on this week is Lord of the Rings season is coming to Amazon. We saw a picture. It yep. looks like a picture straight from the movie. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, that's, it did look like a straight from the movie. But apparently this series is actually going to be set a thousand years before the events from Tolkien's Hobbit and uh, Lord of the Rings. Mm. Yeah. So, so it's yeah it's gonna be a prequel it's gonna be a prequel so we'll probably you know but the thing is i'm you know obviously they're gonna have to tie it to uh to the hobbit and and, and the lord of the rings so i you know it wouldn't surprise me if you see gladriel or elrond or you know other immortals from you know as far as the elves show up because you know there's got to be some tie-in to the to the you know i guess this is the second age of Middle Earth, so so they'll they'll they'll, they'll have to be some tie-ins to the um, to to what we've seen to date in live action. Yeah, yeah, no, I I think so. I haven't watched those movies in forever, though. I remember watching them. I really liked the second one. The third one had way too many endings. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but I and then I remember watching the first one and not really understanding how <laughs> their sequels. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, they just started walking. How is this over? <laughs> <laughs> did you did, did you did you ever read the uh, the, the books yeah. or no? God okay. no. Yeah, yeah. I I read them years ago. What years ago when I was a teenager? But uh, I, I you know whenever the Peter Jackson ones that films did come out, I did I did go back and and, and reread the books. But uh, but you know not to be that guy who'd be like, well, didn't put that in the film or whatever. But just it was just more like, oh, let me just revisit this universe because it. You know, those films are just so well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was, I believe it was 2001, 2002, and 2003. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It sounds, it sounds yeah. about right, yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Um, the, and then, for some reason, you want to bring this up because of Star Trek. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> who the hell is Mike Richards? Because Will wants LeVar Burton. <laughs> yes, I want LeVar Burton to be the host of Jeopardy, and I know a lot of people do. And yeah, so obviously, it was sadly we lost Alex Alex Trebek uh, to cancer, and uh, yeah, and of course they've been doing this rotating thing of of host guest host to fill the fill the void. And so this week, Jeopardy, you know, so LeVar Burton had his episodes, I believe, last week. And then this week, this past, this, this, just in, just immediate preceding week, uh, news came out from Sony Television that they're hiring Mike Richards, who who apparently is the executive producer of the show right now, to become and also did a, a, a run as well as a guest host to be the new host of, of the show. So 
you know, of course, fandom, especially given that fandom was like, wait, what what the hell? You know, we won't live our. And, you know, and also a lot of people were really lobbying hard for Ken Jennings, who is, you know, who's also had, you know, had his tremendous run on the show. But I know his quest to become Jeopardy host uh, may have been derailed due to some problematic political tweets Mm -hmm. and others. And uh, apparently this Mike Richards guy uh, was named in a a harassment lawsuit, uh, I guess, about a decade ago. So, wow. uh, yeah, so, um, you know, that's what happens when you have the guy vetting the guy who's going to replace the guy. <laughs> it's, just, just, it's, yeah. it's just crazy to me that they, knowing knowing what was going on with Trebek, like, mm-hmm. why, the, a lot of this should have been figured out. <laughs> yeah, they should have had a succession plan for sure. And I think Ken Jennings may have been the succession plan, but I think with... You know, it, given that when problematic tweets show up and, and folks are just so eager to pounce on them, uh, I think that's, you know, I think that maybe had knocked him out of front runner. Well, maybe from 1A, 1 to 1B or 1C, you know, as far as potential replacement. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Well, hopefully Jeopardy figures it out and... And we'll see if it like they do come to a decision and then they rapidly lose ratings and see how that all unfolds. Um, Sure. Another teaser dropped this week for Stranger Things um, season four and the release date. I didn't watch the teaser. What's the release date? There's none right now. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's just the release that they're, they're just confirming that season four will drop in sometime in 2022 sometime sometime so yeah but it's but it, in, it, in yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well yeah and the teaser really it, it, it did it wasn't much i mean it was just another shot of 11 and you really it was kind of like okay yeah we're we promise these guys are still teenagers <laughs> and district mm-hmm. and and you know, and I, I thought I thought of you actually when I saw this, and I thought about Mr. Robot mm-hmm. because it's coming up on when this show finally does return. It'll be probably two and a half or so years since we had season three, because mm-hmm. uh, it's you know, and, and, and obviously there was the pandemic and and other things, but you know, but they were able to get back into production, but and you know, hope the, and the hope was for it to drop this year, but. You know, I just wonder if it's going, you know, when the fourth season finally does drop, the show is kind of like past its like moment. Mm, interesting. You you know, I um, Stranger Things is is a little bit different because it it released it's on Netflix and they mm-hmm. release all the episodes in one day at one time. Um, so, so Netflix will release all the episodes on, on the same day at the same time. So all of us people who love to binge things can like get it done within a single day and Mm -hmm. then be wondering, scratching our heads and being like, where's the next season? Mm -hmm. So I think because of how this show has already been consumed, it is very much a momentary thing where for about a week or so everyone's talking have you seen the latest season of stranger things i also think that maybe your point won't won't be proven true because stranger things is known for also never being able to recapture the that season one magic Mm -hmm. where season two a lot of people really didn't like myself included and then season three i remember enjoying a lot because i like a lot of the new characters Mm -hmm. um but still it 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 continued to follow these same beats that we've seen played out again and again and again so hopefully because of the amount of time they've had since season three they've managed to create another story to tell in this universe that is not so derivative from that original story. 
Yeah. And can like help show these characters growing when currently they kind of feel like they're moving in the same place. They're just like keep walking down the same path, turning yeah. around, doing it all over again. That's 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 a that's a very good point. And I think I think if they are able to do that, uh, then, then yeah, I think it'll it'll create the buzz for for the series again. Uh, and you know and it, you know but but there is something you know given. In a, in a post-pandemic world, and uh, you know, with with some of these properties, and you know, and and to your point about the streaming model and, and the shelf life of these Netflix shows, yeah, and, and maybe my Mr. Robot analogy is not the best one because I mean that that really was a kind of a cult status kind of show where it didn't have this, I guess the broader, I guess mainstream. Mm-hmm. Uh, mainstream appeal that that a stranger things does but you know but again you know two and a half years three years is a long time granted you know that happens sometimes with movies too and, and it yeah. sometimes works to 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 the series's advantage so uh but you know we, but again i i, I we'll, we'll i guess we'll, we'll 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 see how things sort of bear out you know next year when when it finally does get dropped as far as it's you know folks or is it really in the in the zeitgeist again or is it kind of like oh yeah this kind of it came and this kind of went you know yeah yeah it will it will it almost be able to get reborn yeah. or will it just be like no this show needs to end yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let these actors go do other things they're already doing other things the, like exactly yeah this was a moment in time it's yep. it's not going further yeah um Another trailer, and it's we don't have the trailer for it, but there's all this speculation. And I've actually saw a tweet last night mm-hmm. where, in my mind, I'm like, wait a second, did a trailer drop? Um, but then I also saw headlines that says that Feige from Marvel um, is saying that there's not going to be a trailer for No Way Home. Yeah, I saw that. I think that's bullshit. Uh, uh, as Where's far as that. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I saw I saw that tweet. I saw, and I also I saw uh, I, I saw something on YouTube as well, where someone was running with that, and then they went back and and then in the comments of their YouTube video, edited the meant to say they edited that, and you know that it was just again just sort of mere rumor because uh, I haven't seen it. You know, something like that would I would you would expect it to show up and. In, in some of the major publications and I haven't seen any of them, you know, especially, yeah, and, and even with all the stuff, still the ongoing stories about uh, the back and forth bet- between Disney and Scarlett Johansson's camp on the, uh, on the lawsuit, uh, you know, something like that would, would come, especially given that we had the Venom trailer earlier this week too. Um, yeah. Uh, so, you know, speaking of the Venom trailer, I, you know, this guy was there and it was just like, okay, <laughs> that's kept moving on. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. that, that trailer, it, it's so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I still haven't seen the first one. And yeah, I mean, No Way Home, I think that there's going to be a trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Do I think they need to? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing about No Way Home, you know, and and with, related to this, because I, I did did come across an article where someone made a point that uh, back in uh, 2019, Sony stepped ahead of Marvel because mm-hmm. remember, you know, Spider-Man still is the, you know, prop is they have this worked out arrangement between Marvel Studios and Sony that, you know, he's basically alone to to Marvel Studios right now. And back in 2019, um, when they adver- Sony kicked off the advertising campaign for Far From Home before Endgame came out. So it kind of it pissed off. Apparently it pissed off Marvel because obviously, you know, I, it, it spoiled the fact that, you know, Peter does survive Endgame. <laughs> right. And right. so so, I, you know, so between that and then, of course, all the rumors that we have Toby and Andrew uh, Garfield showing up, uh, and and of course COVID, you know, they'll go in Delta. Uh, maybe they are just holding back a bit before they release anything because one, 
who knows the December 17th is going to hold. I mean, they, even if they do release it, they may do like what they did with the Venom trailer, which is didn't put a date in the trailer. Right. Um, uh, so, so maybe they're just kind of holding back. And like you said, even though I agree with you, I think we really don't, the, the movie kind of sells itself, but at the same time you do, you know, you do want it to, you know, start people to chatter about it as well. Uh, so I, I think we'll or chatter about the movie for the past two years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, for sure. So maybe, yeah. 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 So <laughs> yeah. maybe they're just holding back and, and, you know, and they don't want to like confirm the rumors about if, cause I, 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 I mean, maybe you could cut a trailer without having the other multiverse spider people in it. Uh, but who knows? Uh, see, See, I, I think if we get a trailer, they're gonna they're gonna definitely include at least somebody's face, mm-hmm. and not not what's known. Like just to be a no, you have to watch this, um, yeah. or you really should, because mm-hmm. who knows what else the rumors, um, what other rumors are true about this yeah. movie. So, yeah. but and and uh, please, please do not move it to twenty twenty two. Gosh, no. <laughs> I can't continue to talk about speculation regarding this movie for another year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whole firm. I mean, yeah, it looks like they're even with Delta, it looks like, you know, Shang-Chi is not going to move. And, you know, we haven't seen anything else move other than, I guess, maybe Miss Marvel will probably move to 2022 for, I guess, now just because of this calendar is just too slammed at this point to yeah. drop, drop it. But uh, I mean, they just have so much content. It's yeah. a horrible tragedy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so much to show because they've yeah. been holding out on us for so long. But yeah. anyways, that's we'll continue that discussion um, this Thursday night when we go back to our re- normal recording time. Instead, we finally get to talk about a DC movie because yeah. James Gunn, The Suicide Squad, dropped on HBO Max and in theaters. Now, neither of us have seen the original. Nope. I kind of did because I did one of my watches where I'm just like, okay, that scene, blah, 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 fast forward, yeah. I don't really care. And then I stopped halfway through because I just couldn't handle it. Yeah. Um, I Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it, it, for me, it's like, it, oh, yeah, as I'm scanning and it's like, oh, it's on TNT. Okay. And then I keep on going. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. So. So. What. Where, where do we start with this movie? <laughs> where do we start? <laughs> well. Um. We could. Well, we could. We could start with. I don't know. Yeah. I know they were hoping for a good box office this weekend, but it it didn't didn't quite materialize, but no one wants to hear that. You know, that's all the money talk and, and whatnot, but, uh, it, you know, it did, it did underperform what they were hoping it would do. And I'll just leave it there. Yeah. The, the box office is funny to me because I streamed it Friday night and mm-hmm. freaking buffering on it. Um, every few minutes it would buffer. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to a friend who I was watching it with and we were saying how likely it's because everyone else is streaming. Yeah. Um. So, so I took that as actually a good sign that people are interested in this movie and want to yeah. see it, want to yeah. be the first one to see it, so they're not spoiled. Yeah. Um, but then again, having watched the movie, if you watch the freaking trailers, a lot of things are spoiled, like the whole early yeah. side side plot and her getting out themselves uh, herself and mm-hmm. them failing to rescue her. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I've seen this in the trailers. Exactly. Exactly. It, it would have been a very different moment had I not seen that in the trailer. Yeah, I was. Yeah, that 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 really bothered me. That and to, you know, and I guess I was like Sarah Belmont once again. Listen to Sarah <laughs> Belmont, y'all, because Sarah's always right. Don't watch the trailers because <laughs> you will end up miss. You know, end up getting spoiled with a very what normally would have been a very like funny moment in the film. I was like, oh, I've already seen this. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, they 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 kept doing that kind of thing though. And yeah. by the third and fourth time, I was like, okay, we get it, James. We get it. Yeah. A lot of things are happening, so you're 
leading us to one point and then saying, ha, 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 eight minutes earlier, two yeah. out, three days earlier. Yeah, I, um, yeah. And, and it worked the first time because mm -hmm. having, again, having seen the trailers, I knew there was this big beach moment. And I, I will be honest, it caught me off guard when people started dying because I was scratching my head like, wait a second. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, that 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 did work for me, too. It did work. I mean, I, I, I remember uh, some of the conversations from DC Fandom about which characters are going to make it, which ones aren't. And for it to happen right there at the beginning. Mm -hmm. was 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 smart and 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 then they pulled the uh you know the Arrowverse eight minutes earlier <laughs> thing. right because I, I and i did think you know honestly when i saw that i was like this is not a I, I was like okay we're, i'm getting Arrowverse vibes here with the flash vibes in particular because they do that's a that's a crutch that that series uses a lot as well yeah where they tell the story and then 24 hours before and that kind of thing. I mean, uh, so you're right. It, that over time throughout the film, you know, when, like later in the film, when we got that with, uh, with the whole mo sequence with pay, uh, Peacemaker and uh, Colonel Rick Flag and, uh, you know, with the, with fighting over the flop, the disc. Yep. And then, you know, they cut to the back. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it yeah, you're right. Um, it was, a it was a lot. I, the other thing is, um, it was funny though, watching that sequence because everyone else was dying and I was like, wait a second, Harley's still alive mm -hmm. and she just gets captured. Why the heck does she just get captured when they would just randomly shoot everyone else? And they explained that later on. But mm -hmm. from that moment, I was just thinking in my head, I'm like, is this a dream sequence? Something else is going on. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. this just doesn't make sense in terms of. <laughs> some of <Yeah>. these people <laughs> yeah 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 it it does so i think you know right before we started recording yes you know, i we were we were talking about the the film and you know i guess to start off you know to do a proper to proper start off a conversation i guess i had mixed feelings about this film you know by at first i was like okay it's pretty good and that, you know, it was good. I mean, I, I thought it was good. I mean, I think I even DM'd you that yesterday whenever we were, you know, making final plans for today. But the more I thought about it, I had mixed feelings about this film. And and I think just in in the few minutes that we've been talking about it, I think it, it what I think we're, we're saying here is it just is trying too hard. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, because the 2016 film, I did go back and look right before we recorded to see, again, what the tomato thing was. Because I know it got panned critically and, and even the audience score. It was 26% critical and 59% audience. Um, and this time around, it's 92% critics and 85% audience. And I'm in that 15% that I'm just like, yeah, y'all, it, 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 and I was talking with a friend of mine about this last night when he hadn't seen it yet. I, I, I told him, you know, I was like, I didn't spoil it for him. But at the same time, I was like, I just felt like, you know, it was, I feel like it's a movie that I, I want to like. And I feel like the crowd is pushing me to like it. But mm -hmm. I just, it's just not for me. I don't know. And yeah. Yeah, I think I think that last point, you really hit the nail on the hammer. It's like, I I want to like this. I think it's a arguably a well-made movie yeah yeah but it also is just it's there for sir one reason or another it just felt like okay i get i get the gimmick and then they keep doing the gimmick again mm -hmm. and again and again and i'm just i'm i was also kept thinking about okay it's james gunn so we've seen him do this genre before yeah and and why? Why did it work so well with Marvel? And for DC, it came off really gimmicky, especially from my perspective. And and I I still don't have an answer for that because and it, and it's funny because I think, sadly enough, I think this is probably one of the best third acts yeah, of yeah. a DC film. Yes, I agree. I agree. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. The first act was is good set up uh, as we discussed. I mean the the you know the the beach scene, Amanda Waller and and 
they're recruiting a team and, and encouraging uh, Bloodsport to, um, you know, using his daughter as a pawn and all those things. I mean, it was great first act. Second act, I was just like, oh, fuck, get me. I'm done. I'm just like, where? It's just all over the place. The only thing in the second act that stood out for me was the scene in the bar. Oh, I I, I would say any scene with Sebastian mm-hmm. and any scene with Polka Dot Man talking yeah. about his mother yeah. stood out for me. Yeah. Uh, it's King Shark. Like, my walking away from this movie... King Shark, Sebastian, mm-hmm. and Ratcatcher Two to an extent really were the were the heart of this movie. For sure, and and they were also almost underutilized, especially King Shark. King Shark, when he was left in the car, and yeah. they all went to the bar. All I could think about is, okay, what is King Shark gonna do to screw this all up? Yep. <laughs> like what is gonna happen? And yep. then it just it just felt like, oh, we can't afford the CGI, so we're not gonna utilize him. And there was there was honestly no payoff to to him. Well, I guess the scene with the fishes in yeah. the at the end was kind of and and I can go into another point about that later on, what we'll get there with Starro. Yeah. But I just I felt like there they they had so much going on. Mm-hmm. Especially to your point, like that middle section where it was about these characters who were just put together, getting to know each other and what each other can do and and the egos involved with all of that. And try and then and then to go back and forth with what was going on with Amanda Waller to what is going on with Harley. Like Harley was in her own movie. Yeah, yeah, and that that really bothers me because I know that was some of the criticism from the last movie that it felt like it was five different movies in one, and mm-hmm. I still think that they have that problem because this character a lot of people like, and a lot of people really just like Margot Robbie playing her, mm-hmm. but I'm almost like she already had her own movie. Why not just continue down that path? Why do you keep bringing her back to the Suicide Squad? Because she just continues to take away time and momentum for these other characters who you're trying to introduce us to and and create this family. Uh, She didn't remember Milton. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She forgot about Milton. Yeah, I yeah, I agree with you. I, I felt and, you know, and and. I agree that they. I know. I know James is trying to make amends for some of the problems, but honestly, as far as my Harley Quinns, I love Kaylee better as far as the animated series version of that character than I do the live action. I knew you were uh, gonna say that. I knew. Yeah. It. <laughs> I. I mean. Yeah. Uh, I. I felt. I, I felt like you that that this character really distracted from the other points in, in the film. And I know, you know, I know people are going to probably like torches for saying that, but, um, but I, I agree with you. Uh, I, every time I was just like, I just felt, I honestly felt the urge sometimes like, you know, let me just fast forward through this because it's like, uh, and again, I'm, you know, I, I am biased. I, I do like the, the animated version of, uh, that we saw, uh, and better than, than Margot, uh, Robbie, but, you know, to each his own. Yeah, yeah, to, to each their own. Um, Bloodsport and Peacemaker. I Idris Idris did a great job in this movie, and I really I surprised was very surprised by the chemistry that him and John Cena had. Mm-hmm. Um, I I almost the first part I was kind of cringing when they first introduced him because I'm just like, okay, you're trying to make a point that this is uncannily similar to what they did with Deadshot during the first movie. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was just cringing. And then once they got to the island and he got to play off of John Cena, I was like, okay, I'm starting to like this character better. I love that he's afraid of rats mm-hmm. and yet rat catcher is part of the crew. I thought I was very surprised by that. And, and I love that bonding. However, it did get a bit like melodramatic when she's talking about her father and and them having this weird connection to as like a replacement father slash 
um, daughter thing going on. But um, I, 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 I thought it was funny how as the movie continued, this just like what we're talking about with Harley, Peacemaker almost became like, okay, you already know we are doing a whole series around Peacemaker. So we're just going to continue to mm-hmm. show why we love this character and why yeah. you should too, so that you'll be interested to see what happens to him during the series. Yeah. Yeah. I actually like, I actually like uh, peace, peacemaker and, and Cena. I mean, he, I, you know, I, 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 as I was watching that, he, I, I couldn't help but draw comparisons to, uh, to the rock as yeah. far as just the, just, you know, there, you know, for those people who like, cross over from one industry, one industry to another, whether it's from music to acting or wrestling, which, you know, wrestling, there is a lot of acting that goes on in, in, in professional wrestling and, 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 and seeing how, so, you know, some of those people, you know, some of those folks who are in the ring carrying over to acting and, and really, you know, when you think about, the rock you think about batista you think about cena i mean these three character three actors and performers you know they have that they have that larger than life personality that no matter what they do they're, they're going to excel at. Mm-hmm. and 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 you know and, and cena what what i really liked about this you know he did show the nuances of peacemaker in this which which like you said which is great because it definitely sets up the series uh beyond spoiler alert the the you know the post-credit scene mm-hmm. um but also you know i think about some other things i've seen him in i mean he like you know host a kid game show <laughs> like nickelodeon and some other things as well i mean he's just that you know he's just that larger than life personality and i thought that 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 came through and but also shows some of the nuances and especially as you as you noted how we played off of uh, Bloodsport uh of this particular character and then also the fight between flag and peacemaker yeah, that that was an interesting thing too that ended up happening where unfortunately there wasn't there wasn't a lot of bonding between Rick Flag and Peacemaker heading leading up to that. However, you did understood you you clearly understood why they were fighting, mm-hmm. both of their motivations and and I thought it I thought it really added to why at the end of the day peacemaker is a villain Mm -hmm. um and and i like that angle and that twist um to it i just wish i almost wish that rick flag had been with with team two from the beginning to get more back and forth um between these three characters um considering what happens and and see another it's it's almost like oh okay i see where you're going this is interesting this is different was not expecting it and then they do the whole thing oh Bloodsport kills Peacemaker. No, he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he he literally got shot in the throat and had a building collapse on him, but he's still alive. And yet my polka dot man is not still alive. Are yeah, you I'm, kidding me? Exactly. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, I, I get why polka dot man had to die in that moment because he essentially fulfilled his pathos where he yeah. did in for one moment got to be a superhero with which. Yeah which is how he came to of existence um, due to his mom being a whack job. But um, Will, I do have a question for you though. Sure. When will we get the cut of this movie that show that is from polka dot man's perspective, like the entire movie. <laughs> and Same. I feel really bad for that actress, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I do feel bad for her. She, uh, she, she's, she's definitely gonna show up in a meme. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of memeable, like, uh, and jumpable moments that uh, that uh, Polka Dot Man's mom's gonna show up for, uh, show up in. Uh, we'll, we'll get that. So that'll be. Let's see. James has got. He's working on Peacemaker too. So I guess that's Peacemaker. So I think that is coming to cook. Conclusion soon. I think they got the Guardians Christmas special. We'll get the polka dot cut. Uh, I'll say next summer. I'm just, I'm just saying, if this was Marvel, <laughs> Marvel would have already shot 
a few scenes with that. Think about the Zemo thing that happened oh, with the oh, oh. Winter Soldier. Oh, I mean, yeah. Totally. Totally. The, the 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 well, I guess yeah. The bar scene would be the, the you know one of the thing, one of the ones uh, mm-hmm. the, the polka dot cut. But then of course you know, but then they'll be like, come on, Marvel already did it, and I guess that's the problem. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's too bad that the uh, I, I will say it's too bad the, that the Warner team that does the social for Titans and Doom Patrol didn't uh, get a get a handle on this because they they have some good back and forth. Uh, and, and, and have some good Marvel-esque uh, banter and, and cuts that they do over there, but uh, but yeah, I, I would love the I would love a polka dot cut, and, and I really, you know, David uh, Dutch Moshklin, I think mm-hmm. is right. Yeah, he 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 he's another amazing actor. Just when you think about all the various things he's done, I mean, when you think going back to uh, the Dark Knight and um, you know, showing up in the Flash, and of course Ant Man, and uh, and and now it's Polka Dot Man. You're right. I mean, it's too. He the character did satisfy his arc, and, right. and 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 it's too bad that we couldn't get more. But I would have got. I would have loved to have more Polka Dot Man and a little bit less Harley. Yeah, more. Yeah, and, and even and even more and even more Rick Flag. I mean, I thought Joel Kinnaman yeah. just. Yeah, you know he. I, you know, I was pissed. I was one of the things I was pissed. As far as like some of the characters who did get off in the film, I was like, damn it! I I, I would love I would have loved to see more of Rick Flag because, uh, you know, I did especially. I think the differences from what I've heard about the character in the first film and this being you know loosely, you know loose loose sequel of, of that film and you know seeing the evolution of that character, uh, and you know and also I think Rick is very you know, very deep in the comics right now too uh with the current storyline of the current book of suicide squad i i thought what they did with with rick's character and especially the playing off of bloodsport and, and peacemaker it would have been great to sort of see that through to you know potentially another film right right i and that's another thing that just bothered me is that we knew we know rick flag and and harley were in the previous film and yet the timelines were all, it was very confusing to me. I'm like, okay, so they clearly know each other, but they're just not going to talk about the other stuff that went down. No one's going to talk about how this isn't Harley's first suicide mission. What is happening? But, yeah. and because she clearly references some, some of the stuff that goes on in her own movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Motivation to do some things. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And, and even I think obliquely, I think there were some, some references to the, through the first film. So, but yeah, but it, what, is, what is your take on rat catcher too? I really like that character. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, you know, I had seen, you know, leading into the, uh, to my watching of this film, a lot of the critics and, and non-spoiler reviews I read, they, you know, the people that they, the three characters, that, as you noted as well, that stood out to them were King Shark, Ratcatcher 2, and, um, it, well, and you know, I guess Ratcatcher 2 slash Sebastian. Yeah. Uh, and, um, or, you know, were the characters that, that stood out. And, uh, and of course, Harley, because, you know, everybody just, that's just, that's just part of the part of the baked into the DNA at this point, but um, but I, th- you know, and, and actually, Rat Catcher Two was a, a a character created u- unique to this film. Uh, it's oh. not a character based in the comic. Hmm. And, well, well, I I agree. They did a good job with her. Um, she she really added some. Got got. They used her in a way where we were able to gain more insight about the motivations and where all of these people um, come from and Mm -hmm. what brought them to the squad and um, and what is missing. And 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 I also really like this idea that she can control rats, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Suicide Squad is controlled by Amanda Waller. Mm -hmm. On top of that, we have Starro. Yeah. Who's this this alien thing that basically is feeding on the subconsciousness of people 
and and it's growing and and this act of control um that so so they like they like I like how they're with her character specifically they're able to use this idea of controlling other things for your own purposes and when it, it when it is an abuse of power versus when it's not yeah. um because she clearly has her favorite for some reason Sebastian gets to like a little vest I'm yep. just saying. If <laughs> yeah. I was another rat, I would be like, what the heck, Sebastian? Why do you go <laughs> mouse? What well, like like vest? Where where's my vest? Um, but but I like how they were able to to explain that about her power and then just this idea of that, well, they're all being controlled by Amanda, and then we have Starro and everything that happens with Starro, who who gives that that great line when when he's finally um, killed is that I was so happy staring at the stars because again, he was a, a quote unquote harmless creature that was just floating in the space. And then, and then the governments got a hold of him and started to conduct the experiments and manipulate the things. And before you know it, he's just like, okay, I'm going to kill y'all because you are, you're poking and prodding me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love the way you you set that up because I, I think and that's why this 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 film gave gave me mixed feelings because that and I think you really honed in why that third act worked so well mm-hmm. because that element of control uh, and especially when you juxtapose Amanda's control whenever they all were trying to save the people of Corto Matisse. Yep. And and Ratcatcher two using the rats to to save those people, um, you know it, it you know I, you know I think and I, you know and I guess I kind of got lost in the jumble of the story in the second act or or the end of the first act with the the the, the cabal and the Corto and the thinker you know utilizing Starro again. Again, their their means of control, trying to you know basically use Starro to, we're going to control the world because we're going to bring the United States and China and all the superpowers to their knees because we have this alien creature that we are going to use, we're going to exploit that, right to our to our will. So you know you do have I guess that, that I guess that's the underlying one of those underlying themes that I think does work in this film that uh, that. You know, where I think James Gunn is a great storyteller in that regard of really exploring, utilizing these various pieces on the, on the board to tell the, tell the story about, you know, if you're given this power, how, whatever power it is, how will you use it? And right. We, or and, or and, even and, just how, these are these are villains, mm-hmm. but they're still being controlled. Where Amanda Waller's mission was to get the files mm-hmm. and to quote unquote keep the peace by not having American like America get a hold of that notion that not only did they capture Starro, but they experimented on children, on mm-hmm. on people who had no choice in the matter, and then and then all of a sudden a a starfish is attached to their face and their corpse, they're dead. So yeah. they killed all of these people essentially by doing this. And so it's this, so that was her mission. Um, and yet when the mission, when the villains figured it out, they took that information, they finished, but they couldn't, they had to finish the job, which was mm-hmm. really taking, da- taking out Starro to make sure that, that more people don't die, which is yeah. a very her- heroic thing. So, so yeah. I like that idea that they've they figured out a way to not make it not make it unreasonable or just out of character for mm-hmm. the individuals to be like, this is a fucked up situation. Yeah. And and we've come this far. So we we have to keep going. And luckily there was so much back and forth throughout the film with the people in the office mm-hmm. that they also helped save the day when they knocked out Amanda Waller. Yeah. Um, yeah. Preventing her, her from doing, um, using any of the kill switches. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that, 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 that really, I think you, I can't really add more to that. I think you really summed it up pretty well there. 
Yeah. And I just have to say, guys, I mean, the number of times I was just yelling, go for the freaking eye. Yeah. Jesus <laughs> yeah. Christ, stop taking yeah, out what, the legs. Go for the eye. Go for the what? eye. You got that stupid javelin, which we finally got the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just waiting for him. Like, go for the eye. And wh why are yeah. you throwing polka dots at the LA? Go for the eye. Yeah. Go for the eye. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. I oh. will say, yeah, I will say just from a visual and visceral, like, uh, moment, uh, all those, all the, the, the stars like flying on people's faces did did, did kind of creep me out i have to say <laughs> i was like i'm actually glad i'm watching this uh, on a small screen instead of a big screen i'm gonna have nightmares from this i think i did actually <laughs> yeah i the the one see i was too distracted by like rat catcher made sense to me because she already has had that mask and yeah. then everybody else like harley just covering her eyes with her elbow i'm like really really yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, no, I was like, well, Bloodsport, you have this helmet thing. Why aren't you like using it again? It's just like, yeah, but that helmet drove me crazy because all I could think about was Alien, and nobody, <laughs> there was no joke about it. Are you kidding? Yeah, yeah you true. Kidding? James, you missed it. Maybe, maybe that one ended up on the cutting room floor. Maybe it was like that's too on the nose. <laughs> yes, well, maybe that'll show up in the other on the nose things. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> All right. Any any other last minute thoughts about the Suicide Squad? No, I you know I think you know I, I think the last thing I will say with this film is I think DC the DCEU films they're 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 finding their footing. They have a they are they are you know I guess this was kind of a last tie to the Snyder Cut in a sense because you know you do have some of the characters from it, but. Uh, I, you know, it, it's, I think it's, a, it's a mixed bag. I, I mean, it, what it, the things that it does well, I think as we discussed, it does it very, very well, but I think it, it's hamstrung for me as a viewer because I feel like it's just trying too hard. Yeah. Yeah. Trying too hard. I'm not really sure where it fits in the universe. I'm not sure, really sure where the stories of these characters fit in terms of the universe anymore. So it's hard for me to want to see more where I'm not, I'm still, still unclear to me about where it's going, what to expect. Um, but, but it, it, oddly enough, it's a well-made movie, yep. you know, it might get an Oscar. The first one did. So. Yep. Uh, <laughs> on, on that note will why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you yes you can find me at will and polk w-i-l-l-m-p-o-l-k and you can follow me on twitter at sj belmont s-j-b-e-l-m-o-n-t please follow our crew on twitter at scene and nerd friend us on facebook follow us on instagram but most importantly rate follow and comment on apple Podcasts, spotify youtube and google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts good night geek out you're welcome 